We are looking at commitment and blessings. I want you to, as usual, just look at somebody and the person. Are you committed to the church? Tell, are you committed to pastor? Tell the person, are you committed to me as your church brother or sister? Oh, ask the person, are you committed to the church? Are you committed to me? Amen. So we are going to look at commitment and the blessings that go with it. Last week, we looked at the needs and the blessings that go with it. Today, we're looking at the commitment and the blessings that go with it. Hallelujah. Christianity or true Christianity is more of commitment. Amen. Christianity is commitment and commitment in three dimensions. So we have commitment and blessings. Like we said, Christianity is all about what? Commitment. Amen. And our commitment also produces what? Blessings. Commitment to church is in three categories. Amen. Commitment to your church is in what? Three categories. Three categories. And it links blessing. Your first commitment to your church is your regular attending to church meetings and programs. It is your requirement. You can't say you belong to the church and you select which of the meetings you want to attend. The one which will be a blessing to you is what you shall come. The one that will be a blessing to somebody, you will not come. It is not commitment. Amen. Those of you who are old boys and old girls of the schools you came from, from last week, I've been seeing Facebook posting yourself. I am proud Akora, proud Mogba, proud Gehi, proud Holiko, proud Nungwasek, proud Noftek. Everybody's being proud of something. Attend their meetings. I think I've also put something there. I'm also proud Waik. And we make time to attend every programs of our old school or alumni. We travel, those of you in Cape Coast, in that frustrated traffic, you go. You go to Kumasi. You go to Koforidua. Some of us go to Navasco. Big boss. Travel. To attend their programs because you are part of that what, institution. And you will have to what, ensure that your commitment is intact. But when we come to church, we same people, we same Christians, we have a problem of our commitment in church. Our regular attending to church meetings have a big problem. Hallelujah. Sunday morning, even Sunday morning these days is by choice. Some of us, we choose. I don't feel like going to church today, so that's it. Sunday, I feel like, then you come to church. So, our response to the services that we are put 
ourselves in as Christians is now by choice and feeling. If God also said, I don't feel like you eating today. And decided to hold your jaws. So that your jaws can open. And it's stuck. And God intensify your hunger. So that you become very hungry or hungry. And you can't open your mouth to eat. No matter drips they will give you in hospital to replace food. Within some few minutes, you'll be hungry again. And on that day, God will make sure that it will rain 24-7. So even car to go to hospital, they'll be flooded. Hallelujah. So, our commitment to our church, number one is our regular attending to all meetings and programs of the church. And from today, I want to see one. Amen. I want to see you in particular in every church meeting. Unless your legs has been hired. Somebody has hired your legs and the, the person didn't bring it early. In that one, you can't move. But if your legs has not been hired and there is no pressing need that has kept you from coming to church, you have no excuse. There are rare cases whereby one or two reasons you can't make it to maybe other weekday meetings. Fine. But it should never be by choice that I don't feel like it is the greatest sinner to the highest degree of a Christian for not being punctual to the services and programs of the church. Number two, contributing to the holistic progress of the church and members. It is my responsibility, your responsibility to ensure that every activity, every program, every body of the church is blessed, is good, is living well, is functioning well. It's our holistic responsibility. I must care for you. You must care for me. We must care for our church. Nobody will make our church for us. Hallelujah. Nobody will make our church for us. I remember when I was in Sakumono, I used to tell someone, met some of the parents, especially those who were living around the area, who had built their houses, and that is where they were going to live until Jesus came. I tell them that if you don't help us, to make the youth service or the youth ministry well, it is your children that are going to be go wayward. Because this is why you are living, you are not going anywhere. And if this is your church, and this is why you are going to raise your children, you better contribute to make it. If you don't contribute, and then you, uh, uh, he doesn't care, every Sunday you come and throw your child there, you carry your child, you throw your child there, you carry your child, one day you will weep. And you would think that somebody has never mowed your child. No. The same thing. If we don't ensure the holistic progress of our church and members, we are the people who are going to have the penalty or the suffering. We have we should put our hands into it. Should put every contribution, everything we can to make sure.
sure that the next person who is called a member of Paradise Temple is well and is right. He's living well, he's living good, he's blessed and he's happy. Ensure that every marriage is happy, every spouse is happy, every child is happy. Hallelujah. We should ensure that our church is grown. And when it grows, it is a healthy church. We don't have to grow a Koshoko church. We have Koshoko church. You have some churches you get there, you see that, yes, the church has a lot of people in it, but the church is sick. No structures, nothing is working. Number three, participate in the numerical and financial growth of the church. It is our commitment. To ensure that the church is grown. Last week we have up and down full. So why today one third of the church are absent? Have you cared? Is that your burden? What has happened? That is why I asked. So what has been the problem? What, what was the problem for the last 48 hours? Because to my, the best of my knowledge, it was only on Friday Sorry, yesterday that couple, those of us who went to the wedding were not even up to 30, we were just about 20 or, or so. So the rest, what has happened? Even if they are coming late, what has happened? Who is caring for the growth? Who, whose responsibility? Hallelujah. Is there anybody who said, I am going to take it upon myself that I'm doing follow up of people? From Sunday to Sunday, I want to make sure that all those who are living within my vicinity or my area, I want to check on them how they are doing. Ensure that they are in church. Is there anybody's responsibility? No. Me, I, and myself. So on Sunday morning, if I can bath and go to my wardrobe and see something and wear and turn left, right, front, back, and stand on and see that yes, I am okay and I can come to church. That's okay. Sometimes when we even come, who is sitting at our left or right, we don't even care. If I should ask you last week who was sitting at your right or left, some of you will be confused. You don't even know. From next week, I bind all of you, don't sit by your friend. Every Sunday you must change position. Because you are becoming demons on that seat. Every Sunday they say everything, they change position a little. So the commitment of our church, it grows financially must be our burden. Do you bother about the financial growth of the church? Do you bother? When we're sitting down, I was feeling so uncomfortable because the smoke, I couldn't just take it. Now my head is aching. Some of us, we have a very sensitive system that the slightest external smell or something that gets into our system, it disorganizes us. Because the smoke. Has it been your burden that God bless our finances? That we close everything, put our plant, and then we come to church with the hopeless air condition, have nice, nice, nice air freshers. So that when we enter here, you know that yes, Jesus is here. Enjoy the service. Does it bother you? We are thinking every 
every Saturday we have to go and do our hair. Every Saturday we have to go and cut our hair. That every Saturday, yes, 10 cities, men, we go and cut our hair again Sunday. Women, every Saturday, 50 cities, go and wash our hair, perm our hair, retouch our hair, tie our, ch- our hair. So we come and sit down. We're looking good, and the fan blow it. Then we go home. It's spoiled. Can you just sit down and say that for one month, I am not touching this hair. So that 200 cities, I'm going to give it a pastor. Take this money, buy four bags of cement and plaster the children's place so that they can move faster. For the rest of your life, your children shall have curly and bushy hair, even though your hair is like metal. Because you have taken care, you have sacrificed the beauty of your hair. For the comfort of God's house, He will take care of that which you sacrifice. Hallelujah. When I was in Calvary Temple and we were working on the youth church, one day I told Pastor Kujo, I said, One month, I'm not going to the barber. Those days I didn't have this. My hair, I'll show you my picture. Amen. I told him. So for one month, I wasn't going to nothing. And every, every, um, 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 month, I will buy three bags of cement. And I say, add it to the youth church. When I buy it, I make sure that they climb it and go and put it at the youth church. Because that was where my ministry was. I learned, listen, I developed my giftings, I developed my preaching, I developed my influence, everything about my ministry. I spent five years at the youth ministry to develop it. Because the youth, if you say, and, and God told Abraham, move and she move. Somebody will lift up your hands. Pastor, please, you said Abraham and you said she. Immediately. And so, okay, okay, okay. But he's a man, so it's he. Okay, then. They will correct you there and then. They are not like the adults who will listen and go home and be gossiping on WhatsApp. Our pastor has to polish his English. We know all your concern you've been doing. So I spent time to develop myself there so it became part of my concern that the financial growth of that church must be increased. Hallelujah. It must be your burden. It was there I learned how not to spend money on clothing. This one is free. It's free. Free! Last week, a church member traveled and he has returned. He has brought me four new suits. Two brand new shoes. Plenty ties. His church members, loved ones. But because I care for the financial growth of the church then, today, God is ensured that I don't spend money to buy clothes. It is our commitment. It is our responsibility. It is our assignment. God is looking up to you and I. Amen. When you go to the book of, maybe I'm not preaching there, the book of Habakkuk, God was angry for the church because his house was suffering and they were busy decorating and and packaging themselves. God was angry. God said, look at my house. 
church is destroyed. Nobody cares. And God said, hey, now I'm going to punch a hole in your finances. You will make money, but you will never get money. Some of us, we are making money, but we are never getting money. You know the reason? Stop praying against the devil. It is not him. Stop praying against him. When it comes to the me, when it comes to the matters of financial attacks, I, do, I leave the devil out of it. Because the devil, the Bible has shown us what fights us financially. It is not your concern. But it must be what? Your concern, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get going. Let's get going. There are seven or so characteristics of a committed church member. Or seven characteristics of a committed church member. Before, let's look at Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Acts chapter 2, because we are going to develop all our uh, um, 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 points from there. And they continue steadily in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. So notice it. And they, not he, not she, they, the church members all. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believe were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods. And divided them among all as anyone had need for the sixth last one. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. This is church. This is everything church. Everything church is Acts chapter 2. Everything church. Because that was the first year, the first month, the first week, the first day the church started. So what happened from the beginning or the foundation of the church is our example of what the church is. And that is how church. And when we look at these scriptures, there are seven characteristics that we can derive out of a commitment of a church member. What was the commitment of, the, of them? The Bible said, and they, he didn't say, and he or she or him, they, all of them, they were committed to a common cause and a common habit and character. Number one is that they were all devoted to their pastor's teachings. They were all. So as they For the teachings of the word. All of them were devoted to their pastor's teachings. They were devoted to their pastor's ministry. They were devoted to their pastors. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, a Christian who does good is the one who is committed to his pastor's teachings. It's the same thing. A child who will do better is the child who stays with their parents instructions and guidance if a parent misguide their child no matter what the teacher or the counselor out there will do will do that is why we have a big problem with parents who attack 
their children's teachers and guardians. Paul said, you may have many instructors, but I have one father, one. The parent determines on the outbring the values of their child. If you don't develop your child that at their tender, by the time your child enters into teenage, they have developed values that will end them to the future. Don't blame their teacher. Don't blame anybody. The same thing, no pastor can teach you to become what God wants you to become. It is the pastor God has submitted you under. Throughout my life, I've been in one church. From 1995 up to 2017, one church, one pastor. From 95 to 2005 was how many years? 10 years. I was under Pastor Kujo throughout. I listened to him alone, heard him alone, followed him alone, obeyed him alone, practiced him alone. Amen. And ever since I started pastoring up to today, tough issues of my life, I go to him alone. Hallelujah. You must be devoted. Some of you, who is your pastor? Whose teachings, whose guidance, whose counseling is governing your life? Who is guiding you in the spiritual? Who? Who? Who is guiding you spiritually? Who do you report to spiritually? Have one. That is why it's of great necessity to take your time and choose your pastor or to pray hard for God to lead you to a pastor that you can submit and be guided with. Don't choose your pastor because he's, he's anointed. His ministry is great. In fact, demons and wizards are all flying away. Dwarves are coming out of churches. Don't choose your pastor like that. The same way you didn't choose your mother and you didn't choose your parents. The same thing, you don't choose your pastor. God leads you to a pastor. God guides you to a pastor. And sometimes when you have never get to your pastor, every church you find yourself in, you see that your spirit don't connect. But when you get it, the spirit shall connect because it's a spiritual marriage. So your soul and his soul, your spirit and his spirit will connect and you yourself, you feel comfortable that I think I'm at home. Then you know that yes, this man's what he's saying. I can't follow. And sometimes look at the example on the life of the person. Amen. If I tell you that God will make you great, I'm not telling you from books I read. I'm telling you from what I have experienced. Amen. Because I know where I was coming from. Some of you here, you saw us when we started. You know me from Egypt. You know me when we come to the foot. And the backside of the Jordan, we know me when we entered here. Hallelujah. And we are the testimony, the example. What we tell you are the example of what we practice. Be devoted to your pastor's teaching. The Bible says they were all devoted daily to the teachings of the apostles. They were all devoted. 
so many pastors, so many men of God in your life. So many of them. Some of them are telling you in the night, put your head down and lift your legs up and paddle like a bicycle ten times. Some of you are telling you when you wake up, stand and be like a kangaroo. Is there no concert party in your house? Some of you are telling you, drink anointing oil, bath anointing oil, do this. Some of them are doing business with your life. They are selling handkerchief, they are selling oil, they are selling this, they are selling that, they are selling what, they are selling anywhere you go in this world, any church you go, and you have to pay money for the ministry, the free ministry of the Holy Spirit. It is fake. It is a false ministry. Every genuine pastor has the heart of God for the caring of the people. Every genuine pastor does not sell the anointing. Every genuine pastor does not. Never. God can bless me. I will never sell the anointing. People come to see me with serious issues sometimes. The Holy Ghost will just say, oh, do this, I'll take anointing or this, this, and then, there's a gentleman, he said for two, two, two years, when he stepped in like pins in his leg, he has tried every, he has done x-ray, hospital, everything, go to prophet, pastors, evangelists, apostles, some of them has hung his leg, say, pastor, and he, he, one leg is not even good, so, he goes slow by design, Go like this. I call them go slow by design. And you can imagine the one that is good, the pastor say lift it up. And the one that is no good is standing. Is it no punishment? But fire was your own man and nine papa no so. And the pastor said, Because because you are not able to do it, that's why the, 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 the healing is not coming. He can't do it. But because he has taken his money, he came. I just, I don't know what, I was there, the Holy Ghost just give me anointing oil to go and be rubbing it. I said, bring anointing oil, I pray. I said, when you go, just rub it. The Holy Ghost just told me that too. He was looking at me, I said, go. He said, pastor, I said, may the Lord do it too. I was there Friday morning, Saturday morning. They knocked my door, I came. The man was following his wife with a mountain of plantain, I was saying here. They were carrying, the wife said, so for, for two years, every night, my husband, he cries like a dog. Some pins, something is in house. For the first time, he applied. My husband slept and forgot that he has to go to work. Free! Listen to me. Any pastor who tells you that when you come to him, your problem will get finished, he is fake. Because your problem can never get finished. How can your problem get finished in this life? Amen. Then stop combing your hair. Stop babbling your hair. But if you don't like the style and the shape of your hair, if it grows, it's a problem. Stop eating. Because cooking to eat is a burden. Stop dressing. And come to church next week, you see where they will put you. See where they'll put you. Nobody under this earth is without problems. Hallelujah. Jesus said, preach the word, teach the word, cast 
cast out devil, heal the sick. He didn't say solve problems. We are dealing with spiritual problems. Amen. Not natural problems. There are certain problems, like Job said in 5 6, a man born of a woman is of short days and full of problems. There are certain problems, it will come. Whether you like it or you don't like, your mother will grow old. When they grow old, they will give you pro- every day you pay medical. If you like, wait, don't pray and sit down when your mother is 70 to 80. You see, you will buy today pressure, tomorrow pressure, and no pressure, and his waist, and his this, and his that, and his that, and his that, is that. That's why even it's not anointing. When your mother is in the process of men, oh, pause. The most frustration of women's sickness is when they are going through men- menopausal stages. Hey! You put on fan, they are hot. You put off the fan, they are cold. You put them in air condition, they are itching. You take them out of the air condition, they are irritating. You bath them, hey, you don't bath them, hey. They eat, they are hungry. They don't eat, they are hungry. You look at them, you are laughing. You don't look at them, you don't care. I used to sit down and I look at my mother, I say, mama, so what do I do? You say, do something. I say, everything I try to do, you are complaining. So what should I do? We try until we went to one hospital and said that it's a menopausal syndrome. I said, Jesus, I said, doctor, so it will you go? I said, it will go. I said, it better go. Until it went. Follow! Devote yourself to your pastor's teaching. At least, if you don't trust your pastor, ask for Pastor Abbas, I haven't t- t- teach you that stand in the middle of the road. I haven't told anybody to go naked. I haven't told anybody to bring me thousand CDs. I haven't told anybody to bring me consultant fees. I haven't told anybody anything that is everything I preach out of the scriptures, in the scriptures and of the scriptures. Amen. In him we move, in him we live, in him our, of, of our being. For who we have tasted, who we have touched, who we have witnessed, he we give witness that you too must believe in our confession. Number two, commits to every church service. Commit to every church service. The Bible said that, and they participate in the daily fellowship. Commit to every church service. Listen to me. You don't know which of the church service God has designed your blessings. Commit to every church service. When you come to church, everybody is a stranger. When you come to church, everybody is a stranger. You don't care. This is not the time of church that you sit down and somebody's telling you, somebody's gossiping, somebody's talking, somebody's and they no. Listen, when you come to church. And whoever you sit beside is distracting you. The following week, change. That is why personally, personally, personally of me, Abbas, I don't like sitting with my friends in church. No. No. When I go to church with my friend, as soon as we get there, I say, Charlie, where you want to sit? So, oh, but make us sit together. I say, no, 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 no. We don't want to sit together. Because we go talk. So okay, so when we say, me, I won't go in front. Church, I always want in front, so that if the pastor has only one hand to lay, my head is available. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the secret of my witchcraft spirit is hands of what men of God. 
they have bewitched me with the anointing of God. However, however, if I enter a church and I'm not sure of the pastor, I sit closer to the door. So that the moment I hear, I see the devil enter with seven swords, seven heads, and I walk out. Huh. You don't see the angels, you see devil with seven heads and seven swords. I'm not ready. I am not ready for seven heads, devil. I can't fight it. I am going. Amen. We are not here to tell the congregation what we see about Satan. We are here to tell them the revelation we have about Jesus. And we cast the devil out. That is why I said, cast out devils, heal the sick, but preach the word. We are here to preach the word. Cast the devil house, heal the sick. We are not here to tell people what the devil is doing in their life. The devil has never done anything good to us from the day we were born up to today. So I don't need for you to tell me what the devil is doing to me. I need you to tell me what Jesus has done for me against what the devil is doing. I want you to empower me to stand against that devil. I don't want you to scare me. The devil. That is what we like. We are committed to the church that tells us what Satan is doing. Not what Jesus is doing. So, when you cast your eyes, you see people loaded at where they are telling them that witches are following them. Every day, witches is following them. Every day, witches is following them. And, uh, and every spirit following you, making sure that you are eating but you don't grow fat. That spirit, die! Then you hear the woman, hey, 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 hey. and they are so happy. Don't you know that all of a sudden a witch has entered you? When you were leaving your house for all these years that you are leaving your house and you are going, your business is going, they are buying your things, everything is moving, whether witch are following you or so, your life is going, you have natural problems that come with every human being. And all of a sudden, you enter a church and they tell you that a witch is the reason why you eat and you don't grow fat. And you say, when some are jamming to grow slim, Go to the gym. Sometimes when I go there, I stand and say, ah, but these young girls, what is their problem? Say, Pastor, hey. Some say, the Pastor, the man, hmm, I want to slim. Oh. Some people say, Pastor, my husband has been complaining. I'm slimming. Oh. So when they want to slim, you there, they have tell you that when you eat, you don't grow fat. You are not even happy. So it's a witch. So you are praying now to do, yeah, 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 because you want to eat and grow fat. Grow fat, you die early. Because the fattest you grow, the more cholesterol and fat you build. And the more your cholesterol, the greatest your heart disease. So grow. Common sense should tell you that God is not there. You went to church and you closed from church. Nothing convinced you about salvation. Nothing tells you that I need to correct my life. I need to pray. I need, I need to be more determined. I, mean, I need to check some few things. You went to church and go home and you didn't have the repentance of heart. Nothing talks your conscience that no, I think I have to amend my ways 
and times of refreshing shall come unto me. Nothing. But all they told you that your problem is somebody. Your problem is somebody. Your problem is somebody. Your problem is somebody. And you believe that your problem is somebody. The more you believe somebody is your problem, you have a big problem because we have about 10 billion people on earth. You have 10 billion problems. Because everywhere, if this church is made up of 500 and you believe that people are your problem, all the 500 here, 499, we are your problem. And which one of us can you cast? The day you finish casting the 499 of Paradise Temple, your house one too. They're also your problem. They were committed to their church. Stay! He that is planted in the house of the Lord, he shall be what? Blossom. That is what Proverbs said. That if you are planted in the house of the Lord, you will blossom. You will be fruitful. And stop scattering yourself. Number three. So we are doing church. This is church. Healthy relationship with other Christians. They were together and they have a healthy relationship. The Bible said, continually, they fellowship together. Healthy relationship. Can you imagine? You are in the church, they said, there's somebody standing. I see witchcraft spirit in the person. Come out! Then you hear, rip! <laughs> Do you think next week, when you come to church, they say, sit down here. And that person is coming to sit by your side. What will come into your mind? <laughs> this is Ujaf. Meanwhile, there may not be any spirit in the person. Especially, most people are emotionally hype. There are some people, they are emotionally hype. The slightest vibration... In their system. And there's nothing. There are people that the Holy Ghost touch. You see that it's the power of God that is touching them. There are some too. Some too can stage and can fake it. There are some people. Sometimes because they think pastor must touch them or the pastor must lay hands. So even if the anointing has not touched them, they will touch themselves. So that they will be touched. But if we have a healthy relationship, ladies and gentlemen, when we come to church, whoever is sitting by us or beside us, behind us or in front of us, we don't care. We love ourselves. We care for ourselves. We are friends. I see you in traffic. I will stop and I will lift you. You will never see me lift you in my car. And the following morning, you are sending your husband message. Prempe, but we need the No, we need the We need to form. Shadia. That is how we are. We don't love ourselves. No healthy relationship. No healthy relationship. So we are 
killing ourselves, destroying ourselves, stopping ourselves, breaking ourselves. And we are happy. And we think we are doing it for God. We think we are working for God. If one person leaves a church because of you, Satan is in you. Oh, yes. Jesus said that if you don't gather with me, you scatter. And there's only two. The one that gathers and the one that scatters. Jesus came to gather and has called us to go into the world and gather unto him souls unto heaven. And there's one that has come that he will strike the shepherd and scatter the flocks. So it's either you are with the one to strike the shepherd and scatter the flocks. Anybody that comes to criticize and talk and, and, and kill your pastor, to discourage you and kill your faith and your love that you have for your pastor, he's working for Satan. He's not a Christian. He's a, a demon in sheep clothing. Hallelujah. When I was a church member, if you come to me and start talking about my pastor, I'll tell you that Satan depart from me. I'll tell you straight. Because you are striking the shepherd so that the flock will scatter. I said, no, I am with that man. I am with that man. I didn't follow him because he gives money or he doesn't give money. I follow him because of the Christ in him. I don't, I don't follow him because he, he, he has money or he has that. Or, I don't, that's none of my, my business. That is none of my business. That is none of my business. I'm following him because of the Christ. And as a matter of fact, the, 20, the 10 or 20 years I followed my senior pastor, not a single day had I made reference that I am with him because of what I can get from him. Never. Never. I was with him because of the Christ that he preached. Committed to your church. Sometimes we have prayer meeting here and you are in another prayer meeting. You have prayer meeting. Praying hard. You are in another prayer meeting. Then the next time, the pastor, you know, I went to this prayer meeting and the pastor told me that A, B, C, D, E. And I said, so what do I do? What do I do? The one who told you is the one who has the solution. Go there. Go there. And let me tell you, if you pay your tithes, I will be talking to t- on tithes at Joy FM. If you pay tithes to one church and you receive prayer in another church, you are a double standing Christian and you will never get a miracle. If you like markets, if you like markets, those of you who pay tithes here and you have another pastor, check your life. If I say check your life, if you are happy, check your life, the, 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 the troubles, and check your life, the confusion. You can't confuse the spiritual realm. Never. Never. God is not an altar of confusion. You can never eat in one house and sleep in one house and have a home. Anybody who eats in one house and sleeps in another house is either a vagabond, is either a prostitute. They are the only people who don't have a home. Amen. And they are most Christians. We are like that. We are not committed to any church. So we don't have any healthy relationship. Who do you run to? At least you should be able to come to Bismarck. Say, Bismarck, Charlie, there's this issue. And Bismarck must say that we are standing in prayer. And, and you must have confidence in him. 
that Bismarck will never ever disgrace me or Bismarck will never sell my confidentiality. Today, even pastors, we don't have confidentiality, much more congregation. I deal with my situations, maybe with some elderly that I trust, but I hardly present my case to a, a fellow pastor. Because I don't, I don't trust any of them. Amen. How much more you? How much more you? And sometimes some of the pastors will call, Pastor, this your member was here. One day, a member went to a particular pastor. He left the pastor, called me, Pastor, this your member was here. And I asked and said, it's your member. And I told her, that, go back and tell Pastor Bass whatever you came to tell me. She didn't. One day, accidentally, she rose the topic. And I said, you went to say this thing to that pastor. So, oh, Pastor Bass, did he tell you? I said, did he tell me? He didn't. I heard it. So, oh, but how did you hear it? Because I told him alone that there was nobody there. And I told you that, listen to me, you cannot frustrate the long-standing friendship that I have with this pastor before you came in. No. I brought this pastor to this church for you to know. And you don't know the relationship and the friendship I have with that pastor. That pastor does not trust you. That's why he reported me. The pastor told me point blank that I should be careful of you. And from today, I am being careful of you. So, oh, pastor, and I said, I mean, you are sorry. The way I am with this church, if you say you don't trust me, I say, I want you to know from today, I don't trust you because you are a gossiper. I told him all this time. You need to build a healthy relationship in your church. So that you have a peace of mind. scattering your life. Jesus moved with only 12 people for three and a half years. Their life has been better up to today. You are scattered in so many institutions, so many churches, so many. Pastor, but we all, is the same God. Yeah, it's the same God. But I know that it's the same God that brought the confusion between Paul and Apollos and Peter. One say, I am for Paul. Another say, I am for Apollos. Then Paul said, whether you are for Peter or Apollos, one waters, another sows. God brings the increase. What Peter was saying that, stay at where you are. You to stay at what you are. And let God do the work of your life. Healthy relationship. Number four, number five. Number four, regular feasting with other Christians. I wouldn't spend much time here because I want to finish it today. Regular feasting with other Christians. One of the reasons why I started this support program is that people go to other people's house to ask for salt. And it is a news in town. You can't go to anybody's house to eat. If we can eat together at this church, but say you are going to somebody's house, so I've gone to Elijah's house and we'll sit down, we are eating. Tomorrow morning, he said, Jokum, the pastor has never come to eat my house before. The next day, and before you see, so I better not go anywhere. Anytime we want to eat, let's organize something, all of us come here and eat. But we should have been able to flow. Go to Mr. Minter's house, I eat and I'm okay. 
I go to this one side, I eat all, and there's no, and, and you hear of it, oh, thank God, now pastor is, is, is coming to eating in our homes. And you, and it is happy, eh, oh, mm, oh, I see, eh, so pastor was in this person, eh, no matter, oh, okay, no, baby womb. Number five, I'm finishing it today. Committed in intercession with other Christians. Somebody has a problem. Let us pray together for the person. Today, we don't pray for ourselves. If you have a problem and share it with your brother or your sister, nobody's going to say that. Let's arrange a time and meet together and pray. When I was a congregation member, that was my greatest desire. The moment you tell me your issue, we are making arrangement. Can we meet a church so that we pray together? I love doing it. I love doing it. Even today, sometimes when we wake up, and I started raising the prayer topic. Sometimes my wife would pray and I say that. So when I, what about our children? Then I say, oh, it's already five. Time for school. Say, we pray, not our children. I say, no, he that waters shall be watered. I won't pray for somebody's son and God will watch my son. No. For the physical training and upbringing is my responsibility. But for the spiritual keeping of my child, it's in the eyes of God. I love interceding. And up to now, that is why most of the time I call meetings. People with this problem, come and let's join us and pray together. Shh. They will not show up. And you go and stand and somebody and say that. <laughs> like that. Like that. Like that. Oh, the guy, you know. Guy, be do. The person. Like that. The way I lied, the guy was me. I thought he liked me. He took us broke my heart. My heart. And Elijah was so good to be smart. The thing you boys they do in this church, you know, fine. Or why this must smash the heart of the girls like that? Then this much will get angry and go to Nyabro. Say Nyabro. You hear the thing, Bismarck, uh, uh, Elijah can't talk me. He said, that girl said me, I'm breaking heart. Then Bismarck to get angry and he will go to Richard. Richard! You have to talk to the guests in the church. Oh, they are spoiling our names. They are spoiling our names. Then Richard will go to Oga. The Oga, you boys you have to be careful the way you are handling the girls. Then Oga will go to Sir Wise. Sir Wise. Ah, what is happening that they are blaming us in the, bo- the boys? Do you see? Meanwhile, the first person said that Elijah, the Elijah said that my brother, come. Can we meet every Friday, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m.? I'm standing with you against this challenge. I am praying for God. If that girl is for you, fine. If it is not for you, let it go. Because every good thing, God shall never hold, withhold from them that love him. And you hold hands and we will pray and it will die there and then. There and then. Some of us are in the church. We are hurting. We are wounded. But we can't go to anybody. 
You can't. Because you left it now. It's a public news. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why? Why can't we help ourselves to pray for our issues? If there's one thing I love collecting in church, it's problems of people. I love collecting problems of people because it gives me a lengthy time of prayer. If every day I have on my prayer decks 10 issues of church members and I sign 5 minutes for every issue, it's me how many minutes? 50 minutes I'll spend on praying. So when I finish and I use 10 minutes to thank God, it means I have done what? One hour. And when I'm praying for the issues of people, five, five, five minutes, I can pray long. And when you finish and then you have left the edge, you have left the demonic realm, you know that now your spirit is refined for the last 10 minutes and you handle your issue. Resources faster. But you start with your issues. God, you know my issue. <gasps> Then you remember yesterday somebody insulted you. Then you think about it at one a little. Then you come back. Then you remember somebody has stolen you. Then you they say, and before you, you see 20 minutes, your mind is roaming about. You can't do anything. Father, I stand. As a brother to brother Elijah, I come against any spirit and power fighting against this young man's calling and ministry. I release him to the callings of God and I pray that may your hand be upon him. Father, I pray for Mr. Jekuma. I declare that God, may his ministry go beyond the borders of Domi and of Accra and Ghana. Father, I come and I release upon Brother Aaron. I say that God, visit Brother Aaron and visit his family. God, take care of Antipater. May every corporate structure fighting against him. I come against it. God remember Yahweh. May he advance in his marriage. Look at them. You see, it's consistent. I am not thinking of my problem. The moment I say, God and my wife Patricia. Yeah, Look at the way she insulted me last night. Father, my children. Then you think about the last exams of your child. God, they be here. But when you begin to deal with other issues, he that waters shall be water. Do not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treads the corn. So as I'm treading the corn for your life to be happy, God will never muzzle my mouth. He makes sure that I will have corn for my children what to eat. It is a principle of the scriptures that do unto others what you want others what to do unto you. I'll pray for you. Somebody will pray for me. We must intercede for one another. Some of us, we have prayed for ourselves. Ah, our case is becoming worse. Because the selfishness is too much. Stop. Take somebody's issue. Deal with somebody's problem. Amen. Somebody, sometimes I can take somebody's problem. Before I see it as one hour. And I'm handling, especially those that I know that they have a, a very peculiar issues. One hour I'll see that I'm praying on one person's issue. And I'll pray it and pray it and pray it and pray until I feel satisfied in my spirit that it is resolved. 
Number six, we'll close very soon. Identifying with other Christians in their issues. I've said about that. That if I bring my issue, identify. Put yourself in my shoes. Put myself in my shoes. Somebody's wife has beaten him. And you hear that somebody's wife has beaten him. And you say, hey, which kind of man is this? The women are beating. And you are laughing. And you are now, you see, they are beating you. Look at this guy. Oh, his wife beats you. Why this wife, wife beats Don't you know some women can beat men? Don't you know some women are stronger? Go and take a, a judo or taekwondo girlfriend. And you every day, and go and mess up around that taekwondo girl. It will sound your face for you. A friend of mine went to take a military girl as a girlfriend. One day he thinks he has, he's a man. He stretched his hands to go and the girl. The girl just held his hands. He said, he said So, but is it not? Why are you angry by this one? My friend asked me, the lady held the hand. He tried, he tried, he couldn't move the hand. He just said, By this one, this one, why here? You are not in military field, though. Yeah, so please, you can bring your soldier thing on me. Uh, you know, I'm your, your husband to be. The lady said, Then behave like a husband to be. Next time you try it, you see. He came and said, Charlie, I'm in trouble. Say what? Hey, the girl hold my hands, Charlie. I try, no fee mover. Then we told him, I said, But you, what do you think? That girl carries AK 47, one hand, and can fire 30 minutes with one hand. You, your hand. So some of the ladies, you see them coming to church, some of them, some of them are kung fu. You go, you do your trust my leg, bap, and you man, you'll be crawling in your room. When I was looking for a girlfriend, I checked their background that they didn't do, they didn't go for kung fu. Go and take a tie for Kwando girl. See that wearing a mini skirt, when you go check, when you see five veins at the back of their legs, don't try Look at those whose the back is flesh, it's shaped flesh, but you see that the back is hard and there are veins there. Go, they have trained their legs. Sometimes when I go to gym, I will see the ladies, they are using their thighs, pushing 200 kilograms. They are pushing it. I say, their legs is pushing 200 kilograms. You, you are 70 kilograms. 70. He will kick you, your head. Check the back of their thighs. If you see that there are veins there, go to a macho before he come and propose. It's an advice to my boys because I don't want any man to come and say, Pastor Wabomi, she has beaten me. Who has beaten you? Hallelujah. I take girlfriends whose body are flesh. Girlfriends that want to lie. You are shouting on me. You are shouting on me. Yes. This is woman. This is woman. This is woman. All her strength is to cry and frown. And you don't care, they don't care. But you say, Kai, you say, hey, say? You say, Kai, the woman said, hey, what's say? Pause. I say, hey, okay. This is no go area. Because now self defense is in the system. So all the women are macho in and you see them in church, nice lips, nice hands. You see, they are chink, 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 chink. You see, 
You see that the woman, you annoy the woman before you see she go to the bedroom, came out, she's wearing knickers, tight knickers and t-shirt. You say, I'm now ready. You say what? The moment you see I'm now ready, you say what? Go out. Number seven, providing for the needs of other Christians. That is what we did last week. Other person's need must be your burden. Amen. Provide for somebody's need. If you see your, your fellow Christian in need, it must be your, your concern. Amen. I wish and over wish and ever wish that nobody has a need in the church. I wish. I wish. That nobody has a need in the church. And it's possible. Because the Bible said in the book of Acts, they were together to the extent that there was none with a need. And you know what the Bible said? The Bible said that even those who have, it says some sold their possessions, sold their lands, sold their cars, and shared with those who don't have. Said that there was not a need. Hallelujah. We will get there one of these days. Where people will begin what? Giving out their possessions. Giving out their possessions. I once ministered in a church. And when we're taking offering, people were throwing khakis. People were bringing land documents. Throwing them. The one man came with a bunch of keys. Drop it. Drop. After church, we check. Five bedroom house. Just give it to the church. And I asked the pastor, what are you going to do with it? He said, I'm going to sell all this. And all the young boys and girls who have completed apprenticeship or vocation and they have no job, we are going to send all of them into business. I look at the pastor and I look at the church and I told myself, no wonder. The church is rich and blessed. If somebody has sold his house for you to get a business, the last time you open your wardrobe, there's a weave-on which has now become hard. You forgot that you used that weave-on. You know, if you send that weave-on to the north, somebody's husband will die for her. Because that's the first time they has, see the wife wearing a weave-on which is expired in Accra. You will not. Selfish! You are holding, you are keeping, you won't give. Listen to me. Anytime you identify a need and you have and didn't provide, I bet you, you have increased your days of poverty. Yeah. Because to be successful is to be a stream. If you look at every stream, they are neat and clean. If you look at every pond, they are and muddy. Because the more you keep, the more filthy you become. The more you give, the more clean you flow. So those who want to have more, give that more will flow. Those who want to become more poor, keep that you become poor. What I do? If I were you, every January, all the things that 2017, I use that I know that I will never need them. 
January, I just pack them. Get. Don't even let them stay in your house to match. It goes. You come to church and you see somebody and you know that this person's, you look at their life and you know that you can do. Do it. Hallelujah. That is church. That is church. Don't become selfish. Me, 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 me. I like one thing about Brother Augustine. Everywhere he will hear of job vacancy, immediately he will forward it to me. Pastor, there's this job vacancy. Check who like it. Sometimes we put it on the platforms. Nobody cares. Recently, there was one that they were recruiting cabin crew for Africa World. And we have an insider who was ready that if you can get any lady between the ages of 22 or 23 up to about 32, they will pick her. We read you or any guy, they will read it. We put it on the platform, the youth platform, the single platform, the unemployment, the whatever. We put it, I give, they put it. How many of you saw it? Nobody. And when you finish, you come and tell me, Pastor, I need a job. Excuse me. I will never pray for you. Because jobs are not in prayers. Amen. Jobs are not in prayers. God did not create us as a job. He created us to work. So if I'm creating opportunity for you to get a work, and you are refusing, and you come and say, I should spend my time and be praying for you, and leave that man and woman who has three children and have no food to eat, I will pray for them and I will leave you. Because I've created a platform for you to get a job. You have no idea why we posted that thing. You have no idea why we posted it. If it is not possible, we will not put it there. Once we put it there, it means that we know that we can help you get it. You don't care. Now when you finish, you come and say, Pastor, I need a job. I should pray. Me, Abbas, Awuni. Pray. Huh? All the 500 demons of Paradise Temple. Have you finished praying for them all? Amen. Praying for senior issues. I'm not praying for people to get a job. I call for prayers for all unemployed. You don't come. You are sitting in the house. I have to pray. That in the way it hurts me. Eh? The man was like, Apostle, how far? Because we are waiting. You know, I intentionally leave some five slots that I'll push your people. I saw my people say they are not interested in air business. So, oh, it is an opportunity. They are starting from here. But only God knows how. Once they get the experience, only God knows which aircraft will come in. And already they have, they know the skill because they will train you. They will take you to Italy. You go and learn some few about uh, swimming. They will turn you on uh, parachute or whatever. They will take you up there. You jump and shoot into the sea and swim. Everything that has to do with aircraft, they will train you so that tomorrow, tomorrow, if Air Botswana come to Ghana, you can easily go. And, and, and we are people of that age between 23 to 32 who have very good English who are very good, who have 5.5 feet that they were looking for no they want to work, work in a bank when you work in a bank you will take loans, car loan clothing loan, suit loan shoe loan, house loan braiding hair loan you will take loan uh, if you are not a wiser person, listen because you will take bank loan now until you become crap in the bank. I have a friend, he can't stop. He has stuck in one bank for over 30 years. He can't stop. And when you see him, big man, 
is always with loans. That's what you want. And you, here you are. You don't know anything about management. And you want so that you wear suits and you are in a car and they are driving you. Where, where do you wear? I work in so, so, and so, 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 and so. Meanwhile, we've created opportunity for you. If you have gone there, every morning you get up, you dress nice. To at least we see you at Kumasi. And then you are in African world. Big time. You meet big people up there. Only what? You are closer to God. The day the rapture will come, you go first. <laughs> Build your church, Lord. Make us one, Lord. Can we do our feet? Join our hearts, Lord. Through your son. Make us one, Lord. In the body of your son. For I'm building a people of power. And I'm building a people of praise. They will move through this land by my spirit. And will glorify my precious name. For I'm building a people of power. And I'm building a people of praise. Who will move through this land by my spirit and will glorify my precious Build your church, Lord. Make us one, Lord. Join our hearts, Lord. Through your Son. Make us one, Lord. In the body, in the kingdom of your son. Join our hearts, Lord. Make us one, Lord. Find our hearts, Lord. Through your son. Join our hearts, Lord. Make us one, Lord, in the kingdom of your Son. Lift up your hands. This morning, I want you to make a commitment to God. I want you to speak to God that, God, I want to be committed. I want to be committed to your church. I want to be committed in my church. I want to be committed to my other fellow Christians. I want to be a committed church member, a committed Christian. Oh my God, let us get you there.